One, two, three. Do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Coming back in for another edition of the Scolders Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bradmarko. With me, as always, my good friend, Mike Compatriot, the weekend warrior, Mike Anderson. How you doing tonight, Mike? You know, I'm doing well. I don't have to go to work uh, tomorrow. So yes, tomorrow's Monday, and it's nice that I don't have to be in there. So, Fun fact, fun fact. Do you know why the, the first uh, Monday in September was chosen for Labor Day? I do not. It's chosen because it's it's midway between two major holidays, July Fourth, and Thanksgiving. Okay. So I there you go. Know that. Tidbit yeah. for the day. But you know what? We're not a holiday podcast. We're a Vikings podcast. So before we get into our main topic of the show, let's go a quick little recap of the fifty-three man uh, cutdown happened over the weekend here. A um, couple of surprises, a couple of not surprises. Um, first and foremost, we cut uh, Corey Vedvik, who. Less than three weeks ago, we traded for traded a fifth right. round pick for him. Right. He was cut. He was claimed by the Jets, so the Jets got one from us finally. Um, and then, you know, so Matt Wiley made the roster, but then later today we we signed Britton Colquitt. So Matt Wiley didn't even make the roster. Right, um, and coincidentally released Wiley, obviously. Yeah. Yes. So um, then we also have a kicker on the practice squad. So kicker watch 2019 is still alive and well, Mike. Um, I don't know thoughts here. Just just real quick thoughts on this. It's it's getting it's getting ridiculous. Well, it's a little ridiculous, but also I think um, you know we know Bailey is going to be the guy at this point. I think Colquitt is probably going to be the guy punting. So uh, while it's been a bit of a carousel, I think that we have our guy in Bailey. He nailed a what fifty four yarder I think in the last preseason game, mm-hmm. and you know I think that the you know, Matt Wild Wiley was probably released due to maybe the issues with the holds. Um, so I think, you know, a little bit of this we can put behind us and, and hopefully just move forward with some consistency in the kicking game. Yes, that's uh, I think every Vikings fan would appreciate that. Um, but enough about kickers. We have an entire podcast about that. So go back and listen to that if you want to. Um, other major things here. Two quarterbacks kept five running backs, including Amir Abdullah, um, probably for the kick returner spot, and f- only four wide receivers currently. Now, to me, I don't see us going into the season with only four wide receivers on the roster. I don't know what your kind of thoughts are there, but I think the running backs is a bit of a surprise. The two QBs, I think we both kind of thought they might go this way, but um, thoughts on five running backs, two wide or four wide receivers? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a big surprise to have four receivers, right? Um, I actually think that week one, they will probably end up going with uh, four receivers just because, you know, we're less than a week away from uh, hopefully already being 1-0. and So uh, I won't be shocked if we end up rolling with four into week one. And then I do think you're right that it probably makes sense to bring in another uh, guy at some point in the near future. But, um, you know, obviously Kyle Sloter was... Uh, not one of the two QBs that was retained, um, which I thought was 
you know, something I, I as you know, as listeners had thought we were going to maintain the, or retain, I should say, the three QBs. Didn't end up happening, and then they ended up, you know, keeping both Boone and Amir Abdullah. So uh, I don't think anything crazy out of the ordinary here. Uh, Treadwell gone, but... Uh, four, you know. four tight ends as well, um, with David Morgan on the pup list to start the season. Right. So I, I think that's also a little bit high, but I think that might indicate that they, they're intended to do a lot more with... Uh, two even sometimes three tight end sets to kind of mix it up so I don't know it's going to be interesting to see how that goes or maybe even Irv Smith they're planning to kind of play a gadget kind of in between or between tight end wide receiver right well I mean it it could be but I think ultimately it's still a little scary just knowing how receivers have the uh, tendency to maybe get nicked up a little bit miss a game here or there Uh, I think that you'd want to get another guy in in on that depth chart but uh, we'll see how they played out as the season progresses yeah, it remains to be seen, um, but that's the roster for now. I, I don't expect it to uh, to be set this way. It, it's These are fluid things the first couple weeks, definitely. Um, but moving on to the main topic at hand. One of my favorite shows, one of your favorite shows, the Vikings schedule preview show. Mike, are you excited? I am excited. I mean, this. I've been waiting all year for this, man. Waiting all year. Starting off, week one. We got the Dirty Birds coming to town. The Falcons coming into town, starting off the game with a completely healthy Falcons team from all that I can recollect here. Um, I think they just signed back their kicker, Matt Bryant. Um, so kind of a tough test here. I think you're, you're pretty high in the Falcons. A couple other people I know are high in the Falcons. So uh, what do we expect here? Yeah, I think we expect a battle. Uh, this is, uh, you're right, I think Atlanta is going to be one of the best teams in the NFC this year. I've got them as a playoff team, I believe. Uh, going back to the actual NFC prediction show, and you know they're they're healthy. Uh, there's a lot of veterans, a lot of talented individuals there. You know Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. Um, they've got a really deep receiving core, and they've got a healthy defense, which their defense was supposed to be pretty good last year, and they ended up losing a lot of key players very early on. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, you're going to have a really motivated team coming in here to uh, historic U.S. Bank Stadium in, in uh, you know, six, seven days. And it's going to be a good test. So um, I think we'll, we'll see what this defense is made of. Uh, any, any concerns that you might have about Xavier Rhodes, uh, we're going to get the answer to that right out the gate because if he's not on his game, you know, Julio might, might have his way with him. And, and I think it's, it's – you know, at the end of the day, I like it because you, you're not, they're not going to come in and be like, oh, we've got a game against, you know, the Giants, someone that we can kind of walk through, go through the motions and, and try to just come out with that victory. They're going to be coming in this game, uh, not only jacked up because it's the first game of the year, but also knowing that's a really quality opponent. So um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll see what both teams are made of. And, and I expect this one to be close at the end. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good way to set the tone for the season. And, and like you said, it's... Um some of those players who might have struggled a little bit in the preseason, you're really going to see, um, are they continuing to struggle, or is it just preseason to preseason? Um, so I, I think we're going to see, we should be able to see the standard Vikings defense. Um, my biggest concern is, is, is that offense going to take that step with all the pieces that we added? Is that uh, old line going to hold up with, with everything we know? Um and mostly for me, is Brian O'Neill going to be back that week one? I don't know. He hasn't played anything in preseason. So 
That's my biggest wild card there, and that that could make for a really long football game for the Vikings offense if some of those things don't gel properly. But yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, it always seems like these guys are, are tough to play in the last few years here. So um, at home we get the edge, but again, it's one of those fifty-fifty games on the schedule that I have marked. Uh, could see it going either way. Um, but enough for the Falcons. Week two. We go into the Packers house. We get another early Packers game. You going to this one again, Mikey? I believe so, yes. Yeah. I, I will be at the Falcons game. You're going to go to the Packers game with uh, the Packers buds, which that should be a fun one again. Um, this time, hopefully, we should have kicker that can make a kick. Um, yeah. But early game versus Packers, new head coach, new system, haven't played much in the preseason. So, I mean, this should be, if everything works the way we want it to, this should be kind of a slaughter fest. Well, I mean, it's always tough for it to go in and, and have a slaughter fest against Green Bay, but uh, I think I like the fact that this is early on. I like that we're not going to deal with any sort of extreme cold temperature. Um, you know, new system, I think you nailed it, new coach, new system. Uh, not to mention a team that really has not got uh, gotten the ability to play together in the preseason. So while they're going to have week one, they're going to have um, you know, a little bit of extra time to prep for this game against the Vikings. You know, they're going to have the, whatever it is, 10-day rest. But um, ultimately, I think we're going to be a better football team this year. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that we would be the right, you know, we'd be in the right situation to come in there and, and get a big win. But you also got to look at the fact that they might, if, if Green Bay loses uh, here in a couple days to Chicago, uh, and now all of a sudden you've got 10 days staring down the Minnesota Vikings. It's a pretty big deal for them to go 0-2 to start that season, especially with both games in the NFC North. So you're going to get a very hungry uh, Green Bay team, potentially that game. Um, so just, you know, we're not going to necessarily walk all over them, but it's it's definitely a game that I've got slotted as a win, um, you know, over the course of, of the schedule here. Yeah, I think I tend to agree. It, it should be... It should be relatively an easier game on our schedule, just based on all the circumstances, like we mentioned. So, um, I, I think we kind of touched it, touched it all there. I mean, it's a divisional game, so it's still it's still going to have a little bit of extra juice. But I, I think we're going to take it home on that one. Um, speaking of taking it home, we're going to go back home week three and face off against the Raiders. John Gruden coming into town, the uh, the Daniel Carlson revenge game because he's still kicking for him. So. Any chance that uh, Carlson ends up with a walk-off kick to beat the Vikings at home? Yeah, I think there's always a chance of something like that happening, right? Um, you know, I, right now I, I think that that Oakland team uh, is all over the place, you know, with the whole Antonio Brown issues, and um, they've got a fair amount of new pieces in there, and I, I just uh, I picked them to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year, I believe, in the prediction show, so... Um, I don't expect them to come in here and get a victory. Uh, I think, again, I've, I've got this one penciled as a W um, when looking at the schedule. Yeah, same here. Um, like I said, it's I think it's just a lot of moving stuff and a lot of moving parts. That roster is still uh, being turned over pretty heavily in, in year two of their rebuild. So um, I don't expect this to be a difficult game to win, especially at home. If you can't bear this opponent at home, I don't think the season is going to turn out very well for us. Um, right. But moving on, week four. Week four, we go visit 
the Bears, another game that we typically see later in the season. That's it's a cold weather game because it's outdoors. We get it early, and it's a it's a 3:25 game. So it's it's kind of one of those primetime slots. So clearly the the national uh, media thinks this is going to be one of the better games. Um, so Vikings at Bears, still a talented team. Um, we we mentioned in the last episode that you know they lost some pieces. They lost uh, Vic Fangio. So. Clearly not to the caliber that we're expecting to see last year, but it's facing them at home with a very talented Bears team. Um, so what are we thinking on this game? Yeah, I mean, we've always struggled to win in Chicago, right? Um, you know, even going back to some of the times where we've clearly been a better football team, uh, you know, which has been a majority of the last, you know, what, decade or so, I would say. Um, we still, you know, find ways to lose football games at Chicago. So I, I think... You know, this is going to be a good test, and it might be um, it might be a game that ultimately decides who ends up uh, winning the division. At least in a lot of you know a lot of minds across you know both local and national media, I think that you know it's going to come down to Chicago or Minnesota in their minds. So uh, definitely a game that we want to you know prepare for, and you know make sure we play the A game. You're going to have to do all the classic you know road things where you got to avoid turnovers and. Um, you know, costly penalties, things like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I actually feel okay against the Bears this year overall. Um, I just I think that they're going to take a little bit of a step back again with that Fangio loss, and I worry about Trubisky and the things that we're hearing. And then, of course, you add in a rookie running back. Uh, they are pretty deep uh, from a receiver standpoint, but I also like our corners. So. You know, assuming we've got the health going into that game, I would assume maybe Mike Hughes is back by that point in time. Um, you know, so I think we match up well, and it's just going to be, you know, go in there and take care of business and, and hopefully uh, win a close football game. And hopefully at that point we're 4-0, and but, I mean, we all know things don't quite go as, as planned in, in some of those games. So um, it is what it is there. Um, so moving on from the Bears, week five we go play – at New York Giants. Now, this is the Pat Shermer revenge game, but if they're still trotting out Eli at this point, even with Saquon Barkley, there's no Odell anymore. Um, so what are we scared of this, of this Giants team? I don't really see much that really scares me with this Giants team. Yeah, I think it's got to be Saquon Barkley, right? I mean, he's uh, already, what, only a year in and, and arguably... You know the most talented running back, uh, one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. So I think that's a guy you got to look out for. He can catch the ball, he can run. Um, so they're probably going to rely pretty heavily on him. And then you know you look at a Sterling Shepard. Is it still going to be Eli Manning at this point in time? Are they going to make a transition over to uh, uh, what is it, Daniel Jones? I believe. Um, you know who knows by week five. But I think again it's a road game in the NFL, so you got to go in there. Uh, and take care of business. You can't take anything for granted in the NFL, especially on the road. But um, certainly, I think all Vikings fans are penciling that one as a W. Uh, we just got to make sure we go in there and, and actually, you know, get it. Absolutely, I think. I think as long as the only thing you're scared about is Saquon Barkley, especially if Eli is still quarterback, I don't see how this this should be a difficult game to bury. It, it's similar to the Raiders game where. This should be an opponent that you should be able to put away even on the road. It's yeah. just the, the power levels of these two teams should be so significantly different that it shouldn't even be a game from the get-go. But 
we'll see how that breaks down fully once we get there. Um, but this leads us into coming on back home after a little mini road trip versus the Eagles. First time we've yeah. played the Eagles at home, I think, in quite a while. Um, at least five, six years. So it's going to be nice to have this game at home for once, um, but it's still going to be a tough game. Um, Eagles are a talented team, two years removed from a Super Bowl win. So um, what is there to be afraid of with the Eagles here? Because I know there's, there's going to be plenty of, of weapons to, to cover. Yeah, I mean, I think they're well coached. I think uh, there's a bit of a rivalry, right, going on in, in just the last couple of years that we've uh, sort of developed with them and obviously the fan bases, um, you know, I've added a bit of intrigue to, to this matchup. So uh, I look at Carson Wentz, I look at Zach Ertz, um, you know, they've, they've just got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. They're a trendy pick uh, for a Super Bowl out of the NFC. Um, I've, I've noticed a lot of national writers that have, that have taken them to come out of the NFC. So it's going to be a really good football team. Um, you know, we, we managed to go in last year, I believe, into Philly and get that win. But uh, it's going to be a tough game. So I, I think overall I like how we match up against them. Um, you know, Carson Wentz is a little bit of a wild card this year coming back. Uh, I know I, th- I think you're a big fan of him. So uh, we'll, we'll certainly see how his first couple weeks go and, and does he, you know, essentially walk right back into MVP, MVP form. Uh, or is it going to take him a little bit of a while, you know? And, and if it does, then uh, this might be a little bit of a different-looking football team and a little bit easier to, to beat. Uh, but there's a chance that they come in with a pretty damn good record, and, you know, that might be uh, the game of the week, if you will, uh, come come week six. Yeah, it could be a, a very tough tough game, even at home. Like you said, it, it all depends on, on how that ends up clicking out if – course it can stay healthy and always have trouble with that so um it should be a, a good mid-season test here and you know if we come out of that game looking good i think i'm gonna feel uh very good about the season at that point um, well and then they got deshaun jackson too i forgot about that um for some reason i have the belief that speed speedy receivers have the ability to kill us um and have in the past I'm sure one of you will actually look that up and send me an email or tweet me that it's not the case, but it certainly feels like we have issues with with really speedy receivers. So, um, you know, that's something that we got to look out for as well. Absolutely. Um, one thing we should also look out for, based on our uh, our previous podcasts, week seven we go to Detroit and we play the Lions. Now, I think we're both stated that uh, the Lions have had pretty good off-seasons here, pretty good uh, additions. Um, coaching staff seems like they're, they're really changing around the culture there with Matt Patricia and everything that they're instituting. So mid-season Lions is the first time we face these guys at Lions. Um, could be an interesting game. If, if, if everything pans out the way the Lions are hoping that, um, it does, this could be a very tough football game, interdivisional opponent. Um, away game. Yeah, uh, I think Detroit is another team where we occasionally lose. You know, you you have it penciled as a W, and you're thinking you're going to go in and win. You're such a better team, uh, and they end up eking out a close game. You know, they they've beaten us time and time again in those situations. So it's always been a little bit more difficult of a victory 
against them, especially in Detroit. And now I look at this offseason where I think, you know, they had a great offseason. Um, I think they're going to be a motivated team. I think there's a lot of veteran talent on that team. And I won't be shocked if week seven, you know, they're above 500. And they're looking at it like, hey, we can win this division. We're going to make the playoffs. So uh, I think this is going to be a difficult win. And, and honestly, um, I actually have this one penciled in as a loss uh, when I go through and, and I have kind of did my record prediction. So... Yeah, it's definitely one of those games that it's set up to kind of lose. It's a road divisional <coughs> game, and it always seems like the Lions, we, we do this weird splitting thing the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those teams that's on the rise, and you really don't know how far they're going to rise this year. So it, it, it's a scary matchup for sure. Um, yeah. And then we get a short week, rolling right on into week eight versus Washington. At home for the first time in Zimmer's tenure, Thursday night game at home. Um, this is another one where, you know, I really am not super concerned about it. Typically, my rule is with Thursday night games, the more talented team wins, and it's not, it's just because of the short week, there isn't a whole lot of time to, to put in a lot of um, coaching and to actually nail down exactly the scheme and stuff you're going to be doing against that opponent. So it's typically the most talented team ends up winning, and that seems to be the case in the last decade or so since they started doing these Thursday night games. Thoughts on this, Mike? No, I just think Washington, you know, is going to be going through a bit of a a rebuild, and I think we're going to be a, a much better football team this year than them this year, and it's at home. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm looking at this as a, a pretty easy W. Same. Um, you know, but it's a short week. It's a Thursday night game. It's, those things get really weird sometimes. So um, I'm, I'm penning, it as, penning it in as a win, but who knows? This is the NFL. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. Or in that it's case, true. any given Thursday. It's true. But that's the first half of the season, Mike. Um, before we get into the second half, we're going to take a quick break. After that, we're going to come up with the, the Chiefs on the mini-buy. All right, and we're back talking about the Vikings schedule. Uh, we're at week nine right now where we go visit the Chiefs um, after the mini-bye. Um, week eight is Washington on Thursday. So we get the Chiefs on a, on a long week. Um, this is going to be a tough game if they're anything like they were last year and they're, they don't really um, seem like they're, they're not going to be that, right? So we're expecting the Chiefs to be the same Chiefs we saw last year. What... What do we need to do to go into the Kansas City and come out with a W in there? Well, I think you've you got to uh, bring a little bit of magic. Um, you know, it's that's going to be a really difficult game to win. You've got Mahomes, who I think is the most dynamic player in the NFL. Uh, he's got a full arsenal of weapons, including uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Um, their running backs doesn't seem to matter who gets plugged in there, they've done extremely well. Damian Williams, they just signed LaShawn McCoy, uh, very talented on the offensive side of the ball. And for me, knowing that I think this defense might take a little bit of a step back, also combating that with the fact that you have a mobile quarterback, something I feel like we struggle against consistently. You have an incredibly fast receiver in Tyreek Hill, something that, again, I think we struggle with consistently. Uh, you have a really good tight end that's able to make plays. Again, something that I think we struggle with consistently consistently uh this is almost a team that i feel is 
built to give us a lot of issues. So um, I think to win that football game, you're going to need to catch them on a little bit of an off day. You're going to need to generate some turnovers. Uh, and ultimately that offense is really going to have to put some points up and you're probably going to have to win a shootout. So um, it's going to be a tough one, man. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, I know you and I had talked about maybe trying to swing down to that game. Uh, I'm hoping that maybe I'm actually there in person for that one. But, uh, man, that's going to be a battle, that's for sure. Absolutely. I think the only thing that we get the boon on is uh, having the long week gives us a little bit more time to prepare for what the Chiefs do. Um, so hopefully the, the scheming-ness of, of that can, can get us an edge. But, man, that's a dangerous team. And if, if that's an away game, if they get any bit of, of momentum, it just seems like that's going to be a, a train that's going to be tough to stop. Um, so, but this is one of the things where, uh, you know, last year when we were talking early, um, honestly, I want to see best on best. Like, I want to see, I want to see Mike Zimmer's defense against that Kansas City offense because I think that would just be, that's, that's going to be a fun, fun battle to watch. Right. So, oh yeah, just, just give me that battle all day long and it's going to be fun football. Um, if you're not a fan of any one of these teams, you should try to watch this game because I think this game is going to be very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, anytime, anytime the Chiefs are on, uh, which typically it seems like they're either on the other, you know, CBS when Vikes are on Fox or they're the late game, they're always televised. I always like to watch them because uh, they're, they're just they're so incredible on the offensive side of the ball that it's just it's fun to watch. Absolutely. Um. So we go right from Chiefs in Week 9 to Week 10, Cowboys, Sunday Night Football. Now, this is a dome game, so you got um, kickers like domes better. you got Kirk Cousins, who I think has historically done better in, in indoor stadiums. Um, so we go into Jerry, Jerry World, and hopefully, at least for Vikings' sake, if Zeke hasn't signed, that, that should make it for an easier game at that point. But... I think it'd be foolish to try and rely on that. So you're also dealing with the mobile quarterback and Dak, something we've historically struggled with. So this could be another tough game, back-to-back away games following the Chiefs that uh, very easily could end up with with 0-2 here. But how do we go into Cowboys and come up with a win? Yeah, you know what? It just seems like the Vikings tend to play the Cowboys uh, well. And... For some reason, I'm not worried about this game. Uh, I know that, yeah, Dak being mobile potentially poses an issue, but I think I'm not too worried about Amari Cooper. Uh, definitely not worried about Jason Witten. Obviously, Zeke is probably going to get some yardage, but I also think that uh, our defense should have the ability to stop the run, and Dak is prone to you know potentially make a couple bad passes or make a mistake. Um, or at a minimum, you know, not take too many chances and maybe throw the ball away, uh, let that third down defense get a, get a little bit of pressure, um, try to control the clock, and if that offense can show up to play, um, I actually feel pretty good about this game. I, th- I think this is a good chance for us to go in on national TV and, uh, you know, really elevate the status, hopefully at that point come week 10, and, you know, people will be saying, hey, uh, that Vikings team is, is a true contender. Yeah, I, I feel like with these two road games here, I, I feel like we're going to win at least one of them. If we lose the Chiefs, we're gu- I think we're going to be guaranteed to win with the Cowboys. I don't think we go back-to-back losing on, on these. Um, and obviously the best-case scenario is, is 2-0, and which at that point I think any Vikings fan is ecstatic. Um, but if you go 1-1 one one in these games, I don't see that as a loss at all. 
I, I think that's a win for the schedule, 100%. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So, following week 10, following our, our little mini road trip there, that's our longest road trips are, are two games long. Um, we come back versus the Broncos, right? Now, what scares me with the Broncos is they have Vic Fangio, um, and this is going to be late season Vic Fangio, so you would think that all the kinks and, and hiccups are worked out of the defense at this point. So the defense could cause us troubles. I don't see much in the offense that scares me, but um, it could be an interesting game before we get to uh, week 12. Um, so could be an interesting game but relatively late in the season that they could steal a win off us and kind of derail where we want to go. Yeah, I think, you know, you're coming off of Chiefs-Cowboys, a couple big games, uh, and then all of a sudden you, you come back home against the Broncos team that, you know, we're not expecting to be very good overall this year. So uh, I can definitely see this as a little bit of a trap game, but you got to hope that, you know, that's where Zimmer comes in, uh, does his part, and they're just happy to get back home, coming into that bye, uh, you know, and ultimately they're able to take care of business and, and get that win. Absolutely. Um, I know I have a couple of, uh, friends out there that are actually Broncos fans, so I, I'm, I'm going to take great joy in beating your team, hopefully week 11 here. Um, so, as we alluded to, uh, week 12 is the Minnesota Vikings versus NSYNC. Um, so, you know, Mike, I, I really don't want to be your fool in this game for two, you know. So I'm going to leave you behind. Bye-bye-bye, Mike. Uh, it was a good show, and... Just, just know, kidding. Yeah. Don't go anywhere, Mike. We're not leaving. We're not done yet. All right. It's just, just a joke. It was a joke for the fans, Mike. We, we might put the clip in there if we can get the rights to it. I don't know. You know do you know Lance yeah. Bass? Do you know him personally? No, I do not. Dang it. All right. Well, anyway, week 12, bye week. Then we go into Seattle. We go to Seattle again, I think, what, third time in a row here? Third year in a row? Then we also have uh, an away preseason game with them as well this year. Uh, yes, or was that here? I believe. No, I think it was. I don't know. Who cares? Either way, um, going to Seattle Monday Night Football. So we have the extra long week there, um, well, the two weeks obviously, plus the long week in the Monday Night Football game. So. You're going to talk about some scary stuff here. So you're going to talk about Russell Wilson. You're going to talk about some Jadavian Clowney stuff, I'm sure. This is 100% locked-in victory for me. I, I, I don't care. We haven't beat them in a decade. We're going to beat them in this game, and it does not matter what you're about to say. But go ahead and say why you think we're going to potentially have a tough time with this game. It's one of the toughest places to play against one of the most clutch players in, in Russell Wilson. They just added Jadavian Clowney. Um, I still think they're going to be a pretty good football team this year. It was a playoff team last year. Uh, I mean, for me, it's just it's it's beating Russ in Seattle is just something that's not done that often. So uh, I got this as a loss. I, I got this as a loss. I've actually debunked that stat, by the way, that you said. It's not something that happens very often. It actually is. Um, but that's a Twitter tweet. I can, I can link that later. Um, but I don't have this as a loss. This is a 100% win for me. We haven't beat them in a decade. Home or away. We are beating the Seattle Seahawks this year. Mark your calendars. Go put the money down on the bets. All right? I'd, I'd like to also reiterate that this is not a betting advice show. If you take my advice, you're probably dumb. 
but you're, it's going to pay out. So Mike's, Mike's disagreeing. Mike's disagreeing. But we'll see. That's a lock for me. Um, then we roll into week 14, so short week after the, the Monday Night Football. And we roll in with Detroit coming to historic U.S. Bank Stadium, um, which is an odd thing because we beat them only once since we started playing at U.S. Bank Stadium. So I think once in three years. Can we replicate it? This is also, by the way, the start of the last four games, which three of which are home games against divisional foes. So kind of starts off this, this last quarter of the season, kind of a critical quarter when you're trying to make your playoff push. So this game's got a little bit of extra weight to it. Um, so what are we thinking with the Lions coming to historic East Bank Stadium? Can we take care of business? Yeah, I think, you know, Minnesota needs to play a lot better at home this year, right? They struggled a little bit at home last year. And I think if you expect this team to do the things that I, I know you and I are expecting this year, um, you're essentially setting yourself up for this last quarter when you have three of three or four at home, uh, including Green Bay and Chicago, as we'll get to momentarily, end the season, uh, divisional. And it's just going to be an opportunity to really finish off the season strong eliminate some of these other teams, win that division outright, and potentially put yourself into a bye, right? Um, if they can take care of business early on, and then you, you come home for, for three or four against teams that you know very well, and potentially right. teams that uh, might not even be playing for much, it's it's huge. Um, and it starts with Detroit, week 14. Uh, I do think that Detroit's still going to be relevant at this point in time. So, um, you know, this, this is just... This is just where Zimmer needs to come in. Uh, defense needs to come show up. The fans need to show up. we got to get loud. And, uh, you know, I, I think that ultimately the momentum that this team will have from the previous 13 weeks uh, is going to create quite the buildup going into that final quarter. And even though Detroit's been a, a bit of a pesky uh, team to beat here at Historic U.S. Bank, I've got it as, uh, got it as a W week 14. Um, me and you both agreed uh, last episode, right, that we had the Lions going second on the division, right? Yes. And fighting for a playoff spot. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that that's exactly it. They're going to be in this game, and it's going to be a tough luck game. Obviously, it's a divisional game, so um, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I like our chances in this game. Um, and then this, just, this last home stretch is going to be a nice little, uh, nice little place to finish off the season. Um, so our final away game, week 15, we go to the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night football. Um, now, based on last year, if the Chargers are who we think they're going to be from last year, if Melvin Gordon stays there and he's still playing, this could be a very tough late-season game that's on the West Coast at night. That typically hasn't lended itself well to the Vikings, but... If we go in there and Chargers this late in the season aren't where the Chargers were last year, this might be a little bonus game here where we expect to go out of there with a win um, if, if they don't perform up to snuff that they did last year. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, as we mentioned, the Chargers are a team that has some injuries right now. Um, they've got some uncertainty with Melvin Gordon. I think it was announced today that they're not going to discuss extensions till the end of the year now. So... But not really sure what that means. They also gave him permission to seek a trade, so that's that never bodes well for the situation. Right. So I, I think, 
you know, what is this team going to look like come week 15? Are they going to be still very much in it because of their defense, because of Rivers and some of the talent they still have on the offensive side of the ball? <coughs> um, if so, yeah, it's a, that's a, that's a tough game. Um, but if not, if this is a team that's, you know, maybe completely derailed, uh, then it might be one of the easier wins, uh, of the season for us. So, I think this one's really hard to gauge right now. Uh, I know certainly when the schedule came out, I was looking at this going, hey, that's probably a loss. Uh, but there's just a fair amount of stuff going on right now in San Diego, and, and not much of it is positive. So uh, I think this one, it's a little too early to tell, um, you know, to lean one way or the other, I guess, for me. But it's, it went from probably a loss to kind of an up-in-the-air uh, situation, which... That to me only thinks yeah. it, it can improve based on uh, yeah. the situation they have going on. So, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. So, Chargers out of the way. We go back home for the last two weeks. Week sixteen versus the Packers in Monday Night Football. So we go from Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. A little bit of extra time there. Um, now, late season Packers. The idea would be is okay. The coaching system is kind of set up. The, the offense should be more comfortable in the system. Um, but are they going to be relevant enough to where they're not sitting their starters to save them for next year slash try to not get them injured? That's that's the question I have here. If they are relevant where they still are in reach of a, you know, a wild card berth or even winning the division, then I think this game takes on a whole different life. But I don't think you and I expect them to be in that position. Um so this to me should be trending towards an easier game to win, but it's divisional. It's late season Packers. They could have they could play spoiler. So I don't know. This one's kind of a toss up for me. Yeah, I think Rodgers is a guy that doesn't like to sit right even towards the end of the year. So maybe they talk him into sitting week seventeen. But I, I fully expect him, regardless of their situation, to be. Uh, you know, trotting out week 16 against us, and especially knowing the rivalry, a little bit of history there. Uh, I don't think Green Bay is really going to be playing for much at that point, so that's going to help a little bit because um, maybe some of the other guys, you know, won't be playing. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is going to be a win because it's my birthday. So, huh. uh, you there know, you go. They, they're not going to lose at home on my birthday. So, you going to try to make it to that game? I don't think I'm going to make it to that game, but uh, party at we'll your definitely house. Definitely be watching it. Might be, yeah, it might be party at my house. I might rent like a party room somewhere, you know. Hell yeah, man! Let's do it. Invite the Twitter yeah. fans, right? There you go. Yeah, party up, party it up in there. So, yeah, this is a win. I think it's trending towards a win. Um, I, I think I just need to see more, kind of, with the charges. I need to see more of of how that team develops because there's a lot of moving pieces there, and if they all sync right, then. You know, it could be a drastically different game than we're expecting. Right, right. All right, week 17 versus the Bears, part two. Two years in a row that we've played the Bears at home, week 17. Um, basically, if we want to go anywhere in the playoffs, I don't think we can repeat. We need to bury the Bears at home. Regardless of whether or not they're they're seeking a, a playoff spot, regardless of if we're in the in the slot where we're in the, the wild card, um, we need to bury the Bears at home week 17 to set ourselves up and set the momentum going forward to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think 
again, at the end of the day, if this goes the way we want it to go, you're looking to build momentum and you're really looking to do it with those last two at home, especially the last one against the Bears where, you know, I, in a perfect world, we're maybe playing starters for a half, you're coasting to a victory um, and ultimately moving into hopefully a bye week at that point in time. Uh, but I agree, it's a divisional uh, opponent, one that, you know, stomped us, prevented us from getting into the playoffs last year. Uh, that's got to leave a bad taste in, in the mouth of, you know, a lot of Minnesota Vikings players. And I think that uh, they're going to want to go out and get that victory starting week four at Chicago and then ending week 17 here. I think they're looking to go out and, and dominate. Um, so let's let's hope that they can make it happen. Yeah, let's hope we can go... Four four and zero in the final four, um, and basically cruise to a nice little division win. Um, but that's that's the schedule, Mike. One through seventeen. Uh, so let's just break it down into predictions. What do you got for final record of this Vikings team? Yeah, I got us at eleven and five. Um, I think that's a very good season because, quite honestly, this schedule is brutal. Uh, there are. I mean, I mean, you can lose any game, but they're, I mean, Atlanta, Green Bay, Philadelphia, the Lions, Chiefs, Cowboys, at Seahawks, at Chargers, and that's not even mentioning the Bears. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of difficult games on this schedule, and I think it'll, if they go 11-5, and five, uh, that's the mark of a very good football team. I think that will probably be good enough to get, uh, at least be tied for potentially getting a bye um, so I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. I'm very optimistic about them this year, but at the end of the day, I got to look at how tough this schedule is. Uh, if this was a different year uh, with a little bit of an easier schedule, this is a team that I could maybe go a little higher, maybe 12 and four. Um, I usually don't really predict anything higher than that, just because it's so difficult to win, you know, 13, 14, 15 football games. But I, I got us at 11 and five. <coughs> I think my initial gut is, is saying if I'm playing it safe, I'm thinking it's going to be 11-5. and five, But everything that I'm looking at in this team, if everything trends the way I think it's going to, and it all pans out the way I think it's going to, I think this is easily a 12-4 and four team, and potentially even higher than that. Some of these teams that are scary now, I think that it's going to flip-flop like it always does in the NFL. And mid-season to late-season, some of these are going to be a lot better, some of these are going to be worse. So... I'm expecting, okay, Seahawks are still going to be a challenge, but Chargers I'm expecting not to be. Uh, the Bears, by the time we get to Week 17, I'm, ex- I'm expecting them to be kind of out of contention, um, just trying to play spoilers, and that's not really much to, to drive you. And Some of these, these games that are, are 50-50s, I, you know, you expect, okay, you're going to win one of the two between the Falcons and the Eagles, right? That's On average, you're going to win that. You're going to win one of the two between the Chiefs and the Cowboys. So some of these... Um, I just, I, I'm just not sold on some of these teams with what they've done in the off season and the turmoil that some of them are going through. So for me, I think 12 and four is extremely possible. It's I think a higher chance um, from happening this year than any other year. I mean, you get lucky in like 2017 and 13 and three, but um, typically 11 and five is the mark of a really good team potentially going for that buy. I think 12-4 and four gets you the top seed in the NFC. And we ride the home bucket all the way until the Super Bowl. That's that's where I'm at right now, man. I'm really high on this team. If everything pans out the way it does, and 
everything's pointing to that inside the Vikings room and everything we've seen in the preseason. I just think it's going to be an extremely good football team, um, and we're going to be one of the top teams in the NFC at the end of the day. Hey, I love the optimism. Um, I think I'm a little bit snake bit from uh, last year, you know, going in and, and really buying in and believing that it couldn't go the direction that it did. Um, but also, man, I, I'm telling you that that, that schedule is brutal. So, uh, you know, you have it at 12, I'm at 11. I think if they win 12, whew, man, you're, you're talking about a lot of things going right. And, and I hope that in a couple months uh, we're tracking for that. And in a couple more, you and I are, are going back over this show uh, as we get ready for playoff football. And, and, you know, you're dead on with that number. Yeah, it remains to be seen, like I said, man, anything can happen in this in this league. Hell, week two we could have some kind of injury that, that prevents us from getting there like, you know, we almost did, you know, 2017. So it's anything can happen, but everything right now is trending upwards. We're healthy into the uh, into the season. So, yeah, it's it's a good time to be Vikings fan. I think we're both very optimistic about this team. Um, if you're cautious, you may be thinking 10-6, and 6, and that, that should win you the division. If you're a little more optimistic like me, you're thinking twelve and four, and both are very good records in this 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 league. It's it's tough to get that many wins. So, end of the day, if you're a Vikings fan, this is the time. This is the window. Get excited because we're a week away from football. It's it's the last Viking Sunday that we're recording this on with without uh, without football. Yep, we got a football game in uh, four days. That we do. Um, so. I don't know who we're rooting for there. Just basically we're rooting for them to be beat each other up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any closing thoughts on the schedule here besides uh, what we've already talked about, Mike? Uh, no, I think for me, it's the first four weeks are are pretty important, right? You've got the Falcons, the Packers, the Bears, and the Raiders, um, including two of those games on the road, uh, both being the divisional ones on the road. So. I think it's going to be very important for them to come out of that at three and one, especially if you're looking to achieve, you know, that twelve and four number, um, or even the eleven and five number. So uh, I think there's a great opportunity to start the season two and zero. Oh. Um, I do believe we're a better team than the Raiders, so I'd love to be three and zero oh going into that Bears game, and I think that's where it's going to get fun for me. But you got to look at the flip side of that coin. Uh, Atlanta's a very good football team. At Green Bay is no gimme. Uh, they still have Aaron Rodgers, so you know you could easily start 0-2 as well. And then all of a sudden, uh, you got a lot of ground to make up and a very difficult schedule to do so. So um, it's going to be important that this team comes to play each and every week because uh, they got to run the gauntlet. Well, that's I mean that's a good part of it is is good teams are forged in the the flames of their schedule. So um, you come out of this schedule, this tough schedule, at least. As tough it looks as it looks right now, you come out of that with high win total. You're probably a pretty good damn damn good football team. So, um, I think that's I think it's gonna do it for us here in Scolders Podcast for this episode, right? Just be excited, yeah. be excited. Um, great time to be a Vikings fan. Um, if you want to hear more of us, uh, you know where to find us: Daily Norseman, iTunes, Stitcher, all those podcast places. Um, part of the Climbing the Pocket Network. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Namok7. Muskie underscore Mike. 
come reach out. You know, we, we love interacting with you guys. I, I interact with a ton of people on Twitter on a daily basis, just talking Vikings, talking cap stuff. Um, so, yeah, come reach out to us, and uh, you know what? We'll see you next time. Skull Vikes. Skull.